Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Plus Fuel System Cleaner Plus Fuel Stabilizer, delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Welcome to a bonus edition of the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. This edition is equal parts happenstance and spontaneity. Michael Waltrip happened to be at our NBC Sports Charlotte office this week. And because I was taping the podcast already with Trevor Bain and Danica Patrick, I have my equipment already set up. So Marty Snyder suggested bring by Michael, who had a few extra minutes. It seemed appropriate, given that Michael will be making his second Sprint Cup start of the season Sunday at Talladega Super Speedway. He, of course, is a restrictor plate ace. He has four cup wins on plate tracks, including two Daytona 500 wins, and his last victory, which came in September 2003 at Talladega. So we talked about if he believes he still can win, how much longer he wants to drive part-time in cup, how it helps him in his role as a Fox Sports analyst, and his general impressions on the 2016 season, particularly the success of Toyota as a former team owner who knows that manufacturer well, I think you'll find that Michael has some good insight there. So without further ado, here's our conversation. All right, joining us now on the NASCAR NBC podcast is Michael Waltrip, who works for another broadcast partner, Fox Sports, but also is doing some racing this year. So I, this is probably going to come on after you race Talladega, okay. but um, what's it like being back in the car this week? What was it like at Daytona? What's it like just getting back in? I just, I love it. Um, I recall vividly during the, the course of the Daytona 500, we had had a, we'd had a pit road penalty and had to do a drive through. And, um, and I was racing like four or five cars really intensely for the, for the free pass. And, um, I think it was, maybe it was Ricky and Danica and it was, it was just some good cars and I beat them all and I, I got the free pass and I'm like, heck yeah, take that y'all. You know, yeah. the TV guy just, just, uh, just made, made you, uh, not get the free pass. And, um, so it's, it's fun to get out there and mix it up and, and just be one of the guys. Um, uh, I, you know, I've done this for 30 years and it's just, it means the world to me that I get the opportunity to, to do it occasionally and, uh, pass people. 
and um, hopefully they look at me a little differently when I go by. They'll be like, that's that TV guy just passed me. Do you look at it differently from when you're then doing TV? I mean, you're doing plate races, so they're not exactly like what you see every week, but does it help you in being able to analyze a little bit? I know it does uh, week in and week out because despite the fact that the racing style is much different, you have to make pit stops. You have to, you have to read the digital dash you have to work with your spotter you have to make sure you um you hit your pit road speed perfectly and you do all the job that they do every week now the product on the track you said it's a little bit different but still doing all those same things that you have to do to win at richmond um and that you have to do to win at the all-star race or any other event i know it keeps me current and keeps me um keeps me sort of tuned in to what the boys and 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 all the teams are doing on the track you have uh, Daytona, Talladega. Are you doing the other two plate races as well? I'm going to review the first two races of the year <laughs> that I do, Daytona and Talladega, um, and just uh, get a time here in the next couple, three days, and see if there's an opportunity. Um, an interesting story about my Talladega run, the, um, the, the, the marketing guy and, and one of the vice presidents uh, at, at Peak, my sponsor, uh, he told me when we were making the deal, he said, if you ride in the back, I ain't sponsoring you. I'll give you the, I'll give you the sponsorship if you'll go race. Uh-huh. And I'm like, heck yeah. So, um, I didn't have no, I didn't have a choice. I got to go, you know, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. And I love that. His name's Brian Emmerich and he's a great guy, racing dude. You know, he got him into drag racing with John Force and he's, uh, sponsors Clint and, and, uh. As you can tell, he sponsors me. He likes people with a lot of personality and not afraid to, to tell everybody how much fun they're having. So that's my job. How many more years would you just do this, just race a few times a year? Yeah, I don't know. Um, in 13, in 2013, I finished in the top five twice of my mm-hmm. four races, I mm-hmm. think. And um, that was great. So 14, I'm like, let's go. And since then, I haven't really done that well. I finished 13th uh, at, at Talladega last fall. Um, so if I don't... I'll run out of steam to do it if I can't. Like, I don't – I feel like I know how to do it, and I just haven't been able to get it done. And um, if I can have uh, – if I had a positive result or two to, to, to judge off of or go off of, I would probably do it for a few more years because I'm, right. I'm fresh and I'm, I'm in great shape and I love racing. But uh, well, t- time will tell. I don't know. Do you still feel as if – if the car is there, could you fin- – I mean, obviously, like you said, three years ago you finished top five. Could, right. Could you win? If if the car is there, yes. Um, I mean, I, I think I could, but I also know that I don't have that opportunity to get in a car that's that's there. Right. Um, my car I raced at Daytona and Talladega was um, a car that was built in the middle of 2015 at MWR. The the research and development and and uh, engineering and the process that the top teams are going through since then have made their cars way faster than my car, and so that's that's hard to hard to get up there and win if that's the case um but you know i did win and i had a good run there for a while when i had a car that was uh, capable of it and um i i relish those those memories and i'm thankful for them and i'm just glad i get to get out there and mix it up every now and then what, what you saw at the daytona 500 uh the way that the toyota is like controlled that race i i, I can't recall and all the time i've seen that race like just five cars being able to just control and dictate everything. Obviously they had the fastest cars, but what made it different was that the drivers just somehow just agreed to just subjugate themselves. Whoever's leading until the last lap, granted, 
that's who we're going to support. Yeah. And, and we're going to stay in line, and no one's going to pass us. Dale, Dale Jr., when I went to drive for Dale, uh, that, that was Dale's message to, to, to us, us, us three. Um, he said, the four of us, we'll, we'll, we'll win this race. One of the four of us will win this race because we're, we're, we're going to work together. We're going to support each other. We're going to push each other. And, uh, you know, if you look back at the, the record of, of DEI from 2001 till 2005 or six, when, when I left, it's, it's unmatched. The finishes are just incredible. And it was because of that same mentality. And, uh, a few years later, the, the Gibbs team with their, with their fast Toyotas of, figured it out and did the same exact thing. And the thing that I think is more interesting than what happened at Daytona is, is how they controlled um, Martinsville. You yeah. know, they got up front and they they gave and took and gave. And, and mm-hmm. um, it was a, a, a thing of, of perfect, per, perfectly working within the rules to um, gain an advantage for, your, for you and your teammate. Right. Do you like – Seeing, I mean, there's been so much talk about team teammates, especially coming out of out of Richmond and what happened with with Edwards and Kyle Busch there. Do, do, do you like that, that that that's become so much the focus? As it does seem like it's such. I mean, it's always been a team sport. I've always yeah. heard that, but it seems like now more than ever, it's more about how guys are working together. Right. I don't. I don't know that I like it, but you know, the you you can't change what you had for breakfast. It's just the world we live in. You're, yeah. You're, you can have four teams and and. If you if you're a team owner and you've got four teams and you don't direct your 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 drivers and your crew chiefs to all work together to, to get the best result for the company and race at the very end, then you're not being a very smart car owner. And that's exactly what um, Gibbs did. They had a meeting prior to the Martinsville race and said, if we're in the front, like we're probably going to be because we are every week, yeah. <laughs> then y'all y'all help each other. And right. they helped each other and they won the race. Same thing happened. Um, you know, same thing we saw at, at, at Martinsville, Bristol. Those, those those tracks all lend lended themselves to those cars racing hard against each other. But then think about it. On the last lap at Daytona 500, Denny pushed Matt out of the way and won the race. That was an awesome move. No right. one second-guessed what Denny did. And um, I think the way that Kyle Busch handled what happened in Richmond was just very mature. You know, uh, yeah. he got a little bit of a push and – he he uh, he said, "Well, that's part of it." And um, I know it probably stung to lose a race like that, but um, he handled it well. And I'm I'm sure the team meeting shortly after that was really interesting. And um, I hope to hear some details of that one of these days <laughs> because I'm thinking that was going to be a, a tense time. But um, you you have to do what you can do within the rules. Right. It wasn't always as well as you and Dale worked together at DEI, Dale Jr. It wasn't always peaches and cream all the time either sometimes yeah you know with us it mostly was like we we really took care of each other and we we supported each other and um we tried to help each other all we could um you know there's there's a i know when i won the the 2002 race in in july at daytona he tried to pass me right uh real real late because tony yuri jr basically said if you don't pass him we're quitting (laughs) yeah and then and then in 2005 on the last lap of the 150 i passed him which felt cool but (laughs) i mean you you gotta you gotta that's what i think people lose sight of you gotta take care of your team yeah tony jr saying we'll quit if you don't win those guys (laughs) work hard on that car and so you you don't give a win away a win away ever yeah you 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 put yourself in a position to decide among yourselves and um that that's what's that's what has to happen and um so i don't have any issues with what's going on i know it's really 
it's got to be frustrating for the competition to to sit there and look at those those four Gibbs cars plus the fifth Gibbs car, which is Truex, um, dictate races. But right. they're that good. You have you have unique insight into Toyota and that whole framework and makeup and how they've been able to assimilate Furniture Row just like so seamlessly. Did, did that surprise you at all? Or did you no. know that they would be able to just no. make it our, work? Our team could have, I think our team could have um, meshed in as, as an organization with Gibbs like, like Furniture Row has, but just the, I think the philosophy of, of Rob and, and, and our team didn't quite match up with the way Joe looked at the way we were going to race. You know, I think, I think that, um, he and, and, um, and Barney, Joe Gibbs and Barney, it's perfect. Cause Barney's like, well, we got to spend to win. And that's the way Joe looks at it. Mm-hmm. And instead of meshing them together and thinking maybe save a little bit of money, I think they meshed them together and said, now we can spend more. Right. <laughs> that's, that's it's easier to go that way. <laughs> that's, yeah. I think that's the way, I think that's the way you have to be in NASCAR. You know, Mr. Penske, Mr. Hendrick, um, those, those guys are going to spend whatever it takes to make sure they have the best cars. Now, money doesn't necessarily guarantee you success, but um, the more of it you have, the, the smarter people you hire, the, the better your chances are. Do you see um, any evidence that anybody is, is making ground on the Toyotas and Gibbs? Do you see, I mean, everybody says it's cyclical, you can't stay on top forever. Does a Hendrick or a Penske make that move, do you think, this year at some point and dethrone them? Um, I've been a little bit surprised that the, the Penske cars haven't been like, like mm-hmm. I mean, Brad won Vegas, and that, that was a good win, but they haven't been what I expected. And um, so Joey's really good at Talladega, so, you know, that that's a that's something you can expect as well. But um, they, they haven't quite done – performed like I thought they would. And, and – Quite honestly, I don't know. I can't make up my mind if it's just because Gibbs is so good that it also appears that um, – I know Jimmy has a couple wins, but it also appears that Hendrick isn't quite – lap after lap has the pace that Gibbs has. So um, I know how hard everyone w- is working and trying, and I think that as the year progresses, um, they'll, they'll, they'll catch up. But I think you certainly have to, through the first third of the season, understand who you got to beat if you're going to win. It's just uh, – amazing how strong they are uh i think we're just hitting the midpoint of fox sports is this 10th race i guess you guys this just did be the night well oh, okay. it depends on when we are right now okay you so me, you told me we were a different day i'm not uh, sure when we're gonna run this maybe we'll run this <laughs> let's say before midpoint. let's just say midpoint so okay you got half the season left at fox sports i've just pulled you into this i don't know if you have anything else going on more things to plug what else uh, is going on in michael waltrip's world i just do the sports? i i um i feel really blessed that I, I get to do the trucks and the Xfinity and the Sprint Cup series the first half of the year. And then when um, X, Xfinity and Sprint Cup switches over to, to you guys, then I just continue right on along with my with my truck job. And uh, I'm a big fan of the Craftsman, Craftsman Truck Series. <laughs> or Camping World. Yeah. <laughs> Craftsman spent a lot of money on that series, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Craftsman Tools. <laughs> Yeah. That was subtle. So, um, no, I, I love the way the truck races play out. They're always they're they're always entertaining and fun to watch. You got these kids you never heard of, and they show up and they're able to go fast. Uh, William Byron's a great example of that. He drives for Kyle Busch, and um, I, I didn't I never heard of him before, and really didn't come with a whole lot of a resume. Yeah. But he gets in that truck and runs right up front, and uh, and just 
Camping World in general is a perfect sponsor for that truck series because every time you go to a truck race, there's a bunch of people sitting around camping, hanging out, having a good time. And I just really appreciate uh, the fact I get to go to those races and just see who the next story will be. We learned about Cole Custer because of him racing trucks, and now he's on to the Xfinity series and Xfinity and beyond. But um, he's <laughs> he's a uh, He's a really talented young racer. Eric Jones, the same way. We could tell when he raced his truck, he was going to be a cup star one day. Right. And uh, I think that's the case. So there's some great stories in the truck series, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to, the, to the second half of the season. And um, other than that, now that I don't have a team, I see when uh, Denny Hamlin and Ricky Stenhouse can play golf, and if they can't, then I hang out at, the, hang out at my uh, apartment above the pizza joint and read notes about the truck series and, and NASCAR so that I'm prepared to do my job. That doesn't sound like such a bad life. Mm, I'm pretty happy. Um, looking forward to, 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 to the rest of the season. I think it's shaping up to be the best one ever. I know that in the first third of the season, first eight or nine races, there's three guys that – four guys that came into the last turn and thought they were going to win the race. Right. And none of them did. And that was two guys at Daytona, Matt Kenseth and Martin Trucks Jr. And then Carl Edwards, when he was coming to the checkered at, at Phoenix, and he didn't. And then at Richmond, when he was coming to the checkered and Kyle thought he was going to win, and he didn't. So, I mean, those are great stories, great action. And, and uh, I'm just I'm glad we've been a part of the first half of it, and I can't wait till you guys take over and see the rest of it. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.